It's like a void of black. There's a portal open here. Let's talk about some spooky shit. What's up, spooky bitches? Hey, spooky bitches. Hey there. Hi. It's your best friends. Yeah. Us again. It's Jerrica and Birdie and Savannah. And welcome back to Violent Delights. We are. We are. Um, so, uh, what's, what's, what's new? Why, why do you always get to ask that question? I don't know. Last time I overshared and y'all made fun of me the whole episode. <laughs> wow. What's new with you, Savannah? I, I, listen, my life is super boring. How's that baby? It, he's good. He's, <laughs> he's just rocking. Yeah, that was very aggressive. How's that baby? Yeah. <laughs> I don't so know. aggressive. But he was wearing the cutest little Dumbledore onesie today. I yeah. know. So, I'm like, clearly. and you know what's crazy is he'll probably be out out of that like in like two weeks. Yeah. They grow so fast. It's insane. I don't know yeah. why, but in my head I was like, just like a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, no. Um remember remember when I had a hamster and he was Oh my god, what was his name? Dwight? Dwight, Dwight oh, yeah. yes, Gosh. and he he lived past two years. Yeah, remember when you had a hamster, Bernie? And that thing was like a guinea pig. Size? That thing was not that a was, hamster. Yeah, it was. I googled it, but it was a mix between like a black bear hamster and a panda hamster, and it oh, was God. so big it couldn't fit through any of the tubes because it was like two giant hamster breeds. <laughs> I had to make sure it wasn't a rat. <laughs> we gave it away to a neighbor because, like, the girls weren't interested in it. That he thing was a was, good hamster. He was ugly. Oh, Remember how God. he would escape all the time? Remember, and like, like oh. he would disappear? And then y'all would, like, find him under the couch? How, how did this come back at me? <laughs> I asked about your baby. We talked about your baby for two seconds. And now my hamster. Because now this hamster feels like a fever dream. Also, yeah. you yeah. called her... Baby, a hamster. Like, he's That's growing. That's true. Like, that is awesome. <laughs> um, and then John had this weird connection with our hamster. Like, the hamster would get out, and he'd be like, it's in the closet. And then he'd run and dig through the closet, and that's where the hamster would be. So he, like, honed in on, like, where the hamster was. Yeah, that's his, like, super secret superpower. Wow. I hope he can communicate telepathically with hamsters. I hope he listens to this episode and hears that. Oh, he knows. I've made fun of him for it plenty of times. Is he proud of it? That's marriage. Does he love it? Yes. Marriage. Marriage. Y'all are going to have fun. I know. Right, Jerrica? How's that wedding planning going? Um, it's going actually. I like the fact that I'm very, very, very ahead. So it's like, this is annoying me. Done with it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> or if I like, I was just on the phone with the it's my high school biology teacher. She's like a travel agent now, and so now she's going to help yeah. us plan our honeymoon. And I was like, great. I mean, I don't have to look into it. You're oh gonna, hell yeah! You're gonna bring me everything, That's and great. I just pay you through like. As I'm paying this, she gets a commission once I, like, make a reservation. So I was what like, I don't have to pay you. for your honeymoon? I'm, um, like, beachy. Like, we're yes, looking at, yeah. like, Turks and Caicos. We're looking at oh. Jamaica. Yeah. So it just depends on, like, what have a resort. I was just like, no fucking kids because I work with kids. Yeah. Um. So she was like, okay, adults only. Got it. <laughs> I was like, all-inclusive would be great with, like, opportunity for, like, excursions and stuff. So, yeah. And we're going to plan it ahead. And she was like, actually, the high around, if we went right after our wedding, which is in December, like... Um, we could go right after and it, the high would be like in the 89, 90 and like the low would be like mid seventies. And I was right. like, that's perfect. Thanks. Yeah. That's a fucking so I was not anticipating. I was thought we were gonna have to wait, you know, like six months or after. So we'll see, I guess, whatever. 
Fuck yeah. Mm, 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 Ooh, let's, let's talk about some fucking married. spooky things. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about yeah. wedding. That's spooky. Yeah. Let's talk about some spooky and hamsters. So, spooky hamsters. bitches. Creatures. <laughs> Today, yeah, actually, speaking of creatures. Creatures? Creatures. Speaking of creatures, our episode today focuses on cryptids. Ooh. Um, so we each have uh, some cryptids we're going to talk about, um, and so we hope you enjoy. Okay, so the cryptid I'm going to be talking about today is going to be the Jersey Devil. Love it. Oh, yeah. And I've so, only like like heard about this, but I don't really know mm-hmm. the ins and outs. So. Yeah, it's a little more um, of like a popular cryptid, but. And I'd heard about it before, and I'd heard there's several different backstories yeah, on it. I'm sure. So um, I kind of just went with the one that was like repeated the most. Right. Um, so my sources are YouTube channel Creeps McPasta, the Jersey Devil Urban Legend profile. So his channel actually just goes over different profiles of different um, cryptids, which is pretty interesting. So the Jersey Devil is said to inhabit the Pinelands or Pine Barrens of New Jersey. Which is about one million acres of pine forest. God damn. Uh huh. And he's said to have lived there for the last two hundred and sixty years. So he seems to be like immortal, like us. Um, and this is also near the coast in a densely forested area. Um, there have been over two thousand reported eyewitness statements on the yeah. Jersey Devil. So the description of the Jersey Devil <laughs> is it is as large as a human. Bipedal creature. Like a hamster? Like, like a, a hamster. hamster. Grows just like a human baby. Yes. Um, it has hooves. Okay. Or um, some people say it has a horse head. Some people say it has a goat head. Gross. It has bat wings that are anywhere from two to three foot in wingspan. Could people have just seen a goat? I mean, listen, we're, there's a lot of things they could have seen and mistaken it for. That's true. Um, cause I, I'm willing to bet people didn't really get out a lot back then. Yeah. Yeah. Probably didn't know what they were looking at. Um. Also couldn't look it up. Right. Google's true. Uh, it also, they said it had a reptilian tail that kind of like forked at the end. Sick. Um, and small clawed front arms. Why are they always like a mashup of all of the worst things? So many things. Wings. Like a rat. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just out of place. Don't like it. Tail gross. Um, and that it has horns or antlers. So it makes screeching noises mm. or screaming noises. Some people even say it barks like a dog. No. Um, it is very loud and it can be heard from very far distances. It's said to be supernatural or immortal. Okay. Uh, like I said, living for over 260 years. Hmm. It can travel extremely long distances, uh, so it's seen within the same week at South Jersey, Philadelphia, and New York. This makes me wonder if it's just, like, a breed of weird animal. I was just about mm-hmm. to say that. That, like, you don't, like, see. Right, kind of like like Sasquatch. Like that would Squatch be a very like... long lifespan, but then right. also, like, the reports of it having all of these differing things. Yeah. Like, I imagine it'd have to have a pretty big wingspan in order to fly that. I would think so, too. Well, and, yeah, I mean, there are reports of people seeing it fly. Really, really fast? I I can just, I mean, the way it's described, (laughs) I don't foresee this creature being very agile. Right. Like, it's so many awkward animals. They said it's got a horse head, that alone, like, being carried by bat wings. Like, what the fuck? 
And antlers? I would feel like in flight. The antlers feel unnecessary. At the very end. The antlers are just for show. Yeah. (laughs) He's just showing off. What if they like came off and like could carry things? Like those like hands. hands? Oh, Oh, I just Why is that creepier? I know. It is creepy. (laughs) Also, it apparently its food source is livestock. So that's how I guess a lot of people saw this creature was because it all surrounded a lot of like their livestock like missing or being killed horses are vegetarian right i've never seen a horse eat meat so the teeth wouldn't be right no yeah no one's ever really described the teeth of the creature yeah and i don't think anybody's actually seen this creature actually eat it it's just, okay, it was a good way to explain right. when livestock went You know, you know how okay, it that is makes back in the day. Yeah, like the chupacabra. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the origins of the Jersey Devil. So it always starts off with a bad stormy night, as they all do. So it begins in 1735 when Miss Shrouds of Leeds, New Jersey, that's spelled L-E-E-D-S. Oh, okay. Um, she was pregnant with her 13th child. Oh, no. And, of course, I guess back then, you know, they don't have birth control or anything. And she was like, damn it! The Should 13th have gone to a witch! child? Ugh! <laughs> um, so she cursed it, like, out loud. Was like, oh, this child is gonna Not be you. the devil. <laughs> yeah, she was frustrated, right? Yeah, I get, I would, as I would be. <laughs> yeah. 13 kids? No, thank you. Pissed. So they think that by her cursing it is what caused her to give birth to the Jersey I mean, I devil. guess it's better than the alternative, because the alternative would have been that the devil boned her, right? Oh, so, that's actually oh. another theory. Oh, shit. So, uh, they also claim, there's there's a bunch of different stories out there. They don't know if it's Mrs. Shrouds or Mrs. Leeds, mm-hmm. but it's okay. actually in Leeds, New Jersey. But um, they claim that Mrs. Leeds was a witch, and that she boned the devil, yeah. And that the Jersey Devil is actually a child from Satan himself. Oh. Um, some say that the child was born normal, but then, like, slowly started deforming and then changed into the Jersey Devil. Um, all stories claim, though, that it was a 13th child. So yeah. So something about the number 13. But some people believe that it was possibly a deformed or misshapen child, not like an actual cryptid, but an actual child that she just hid away in a basement or an attic. Mm-hmm. Until she had passed away and couldn't feed the child anymore, so the child, like, escaped. Yeah, that actually happened a lot until pretty much modern medicine. Like, even up until, like, the the early 1900s, there were special rooms and attics and shit built in houses. Like, if you had a deformed baby. To, like, tuck baby. away deformed kids? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, also, too, like... <clears throat> like, Robert because... the Doll, he was thought to have been a deformed oh, hidden child for a okay. long time. Well, and also, too, like, if they had babies, like, you know, out of wedlock or, you know, things like that, they would take and hide the child. Or if they, like, because, you know, money was tight and they couldn't fend for another one, they were just kind of like, all right, you, you're the least favorable, the one that, like, probably won't get married or make me rich and support me, so. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Poor baby. Now I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? He was just mistreated. Another story is that there was a girl at Leeds Point who fell in love with a British soldier during the American Revolution at the Battle of Chestnut Neck in South New Jersey. Um, there was contention between the two sides, so when she became pregnant with his baby, they say that the town cursed the girl. Mm. And then so when she fucking, gave birth, like she gave Juliet. birth to the Jersey Duck. Exactly. God damn, the fucking patriarchy, man. <laughs> 
The story is so widely popular that they say, because there was a, a period where the Jersey Devil wasn't actually, like, seen, mm. because they say a minister came in and banished the creature for a hundred years from the area. So he wasn't seen again until 1840. So, yeah. like, a hundred years went by before he was My first again. thought was a man. Yeah. Like, right? I don't know why. But my first thought was, like, a man would have no power on that. Yeah. No. Okay. So, what is the Jersey Devil capable of? Because these cryptids usually have some sort right. of, like, special power or whatever. He's actually just considered to be a bad omen and a possible harbinger of war or mass conflict. He's usually spotted before a really bad harvest or around an area with lots of missing livestock. What? That makes me feel so I bad for him. I knew going to say, I knew it. He didn't ask for this life. Oh. Like, he didn't ask to be a heart. He just run around. He doesn't kill people. She's going to die on this hill. He doesn't oh, hurt anybody. Is. He's she just is. running around being Aww. his awkward little self and people hate him. Fuck them. Aww. Poor baby. <laughs> When we go get tattoos today, are you going to get one of the Jersey Devil? Yeah. Or a hamster? We need, like, <laughs> we need to, like, make a Fuck sticker a that has, like, the uh, Jersey Devil's Like, I support the yeah. Jersey Devil. <laughs> I stand. I stand with the Jersey Devil. Am I the fucking Hermione of this group? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> that makes you the Ron. So, yeah, he was spotted around areas where there were missing livestock or poor livestock that couldn't produce, like, cows that couldn't produce milk or, you know, have babies or whatever. He's also always seen right before war, disaster, or hardship. Some people claim that he, um, so he lived in the woods, right? That he would knock down trees to crush people. Again, no real stories of somebody getting crushed by him. It's a really strong horse goat. Yeah. And that, okay, this Dog. one's kind of funny. That he would boil streams to burn people alive. Love it. Just for shit. I kind of hope he did. Hell yeah. I, you know? He's what? been through a lot. Did yeah. they deserve it, Elizabeth? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Can't confirm, but probably. Yeah, you know. I feel like he wouldn't fuck with you if you didn't fuck with him. Right. Like a I mean, just let him eat a couple of your ducks or whatever. We we don't even know if he ate them. He had the wrong teeth. <laughs> he had grazing teeth, right? Yes. He could have been a herbivore. That's true. <laughs> what if he was just trying to be friends with the I animals and he accidentally killed them because he didn't know how to play? Right. Because what if he, he was, was a mashup of so many different creature what if he was misunderstood like a possum and he actually like kept down lyme disease and ticks okay <laughs> no, no so we gone from hamsters and babies to reptilian creatures and now we're at possum got it's, it guys my kidney infection's over <laughs> i'm feeling a lot of energy i haven't had for the last yeah, month and a half I, I can and i'm that. excited and oh i'm feisty so Love I apologize. It. It's it. probably annoying the fuck out of whoever's listening to this, but it's I... fine. You've gotten this many episodes in. We're the same people. Yeah, yeah. They know what they know who we are. Hundred exactly. percent. They know what they're getting That's themselves true. into. So there's evidence that he was a, he appeared right before the Civil War, the Spanish American War, World War One, World War Two, the bombing of Pearl Harbor, and Vietnam War. Where was he at 9/11? Right. Where was he? He was near New York. Yeah, it's true. Where was he? Her eyes. <laughs> Did he cut? It's like the what? red, the red yeah. string. Like, edit ah. that out. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm not gonna edit it out. Sorry, you're good. Sorry, I'm this person. You're fine. So I have some theories for you, um, and I got some of these theories from my source on YouTube, which is. Do you guys remember Monster Quest on History Channel? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I watched an episode on YouTube. On the History Channel, the episode is Monster Quest, Terrifying Devil, 
Discovered in New Jersey, Season 3, Episode 4. So, here are some theories about the Jersey Devil. Some people believe that it's a, actually just a bird or a duck that was, like, misidentified. <laughs> yes. So, some people think it's the Sandhill Crane, uh, which is about 12 pounds, 4 feet tall, 80-inch wingspan. Oh, and it's very like loud. Bird? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's, it's a very loud creature that could be heard from a oh, distance. Oh, that Harry Potter looking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We can post a picture of that on our Instagram so Ooh, we can like let Yeah, people know. that guy's crazy looking. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but uh, this creature only eats corn and potatoes. So I guess it can account for like some of the reason why the, the crops, the crops yeah. were not doing so good. Not the dead animals. Not the dead animals. Or yes. boiling rivers. Here, the right teeth. <laughs> Here is my favorite theory. Okay, so some people believe that it is actually a prehistoric creature, like a pterodactyl. Love that. Some think that it could have lived under in an underground cavern all these years, and that I just made a reappearance. Because, That's what I believe about Nessie. Yes, yeah. that it like lived in a cave. Yeah, and it was like a fucking aqua. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> making some crazy ass hand gestures right now. You're so giggly. I know. It's co- you just, want coffee too. That's what it was. Coffee. I don't have coffee. Um. So yeah, I I love the pterodactyl theory. So there is actually no record living or extinct of a creature that really resembles the Jersey Devil. So that's why some people don't fall in line with the prehistoric theory. They don't think number one that it's a pterodactyl, or number two that it could be mistaken. Like, a pterodactyl can be mistaken for something that has the head of a goat and a horse and a rat's tail and this and that. I don't know. I've seen some TikToks lately that talk about, like, how we put together dinosaurs. We do this yeah. thing called skin stretching, and we don't account for, like, muscle or fat. Yeah. And sense. so they look way more terrifying than they actually were. Yeah, they all kind of just look like ducks. Yeah. Probably. Pretty much, like, chickens. They all kind of yeah. look like giant chickens, but, like, they showed the skull of a hippopotamus. And how mm-hmm. if we just saw the skull, like, what we would think it looked like, and instead it just looks like a fucking Teletubby or, you know. Yeah. On. Yeah, they do. They're actually kind of cute. They're they so are cute. dangerous. They are they're super dangerous. Cute. I love hippos. I do, I do too. I love little baby hippos, like, when they're all born at the zoo and their I, tails are just I like... had, um, like, a stuffed animal hippo named Tubby, and it was a... That is a great like name. A, a that yeah, that was his name. I yeah. love that damn thing. I, I call Sprinkles my little baby hippo, because she has those little hippo Aww, ears. she does. She is a little hippo. So, some people also think that it could be a hammerhead bat from Africa, and those are some giant-ass bats, and their their faces do kind of look like horse faces. Do you have a picture? I don't, but we can look it up. So, yeah, it's hammerhead bat from Africa. It has a three-foot wingspan, which is pretty big. Um, It can live to be 30 years. Does it say how big they are, like? Uh, it's like not really with that name. I imagine it being like really meaty, oh. and that makes me want to vomit. Yeah, look how big it is. Ew! Yeah. Ooh, oh, that God. thing. I could definitely because it kind of has the head of a horse, and like uh, fruit bats will sometimes like lick open wounds on animals Ugh. and shit. And so yeah. So and it lives for quite a while for thirty years. So yeah. people believe that maybe it came what? over on ships. Or, you know, exotic animal traders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it has been known to kill chickens for food. So the only thing that could discount this is that it wouldn't be able to survive New Jersey winters because they have to, like, mm. conquer them. They live in, like, more tropical, warm environment. I mean, Africa, you know. Yeah. So, right. Uh, but they if they kept they... bringing over supplies and only lived for a few months. Yeah, sure. who knows? 
Um, I mean, that's a really great theory. Uh, some people believe that it could be the great horned owl. Again, just mistaken identity. Did it also owl, kill Kathleen? <laughs> um, Throwback. I mean, the only thing that, you know, really kind of stands out that a lot of people believe that it's actually like a Jersey devil that's like this in- immortal being is because it's been spotted for over 260 years. Like, what creature can live that long? Unless, you know, there's just generations of the same creature. They what if it's like, what's that, uh, Jeepers Creepers, where it like only comes out every like Seven years or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, it's like every 23 years. I yeah. actually watched a whole series on that the other day. So I follow this YouTube channel. I forget the name of it, but uh, he explains creatures for movies and like their backstory and stuff like that. And actually, they had a really good theory in the Jeepers Creepers guy that it's actually not like a demon or whatever, but it's actually a parasite. Ooh, Think about I it. Like because that. it eats people's parts to yeah. like create right. its own parts. And there's a part where he rips his head off, right? Yeah. So he ate another dude's head. And you see this spirey looking thing that goes on the back of his head that opens up, right? That's the parasite. And so I love that. Yeah. So that's why he can't die because when you're when you're beating him up or like stabbing parts, they're not really what he needs to survive. Right. It was an awesome YouTube channel to watch. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about sightings. Uh I have another source for this YouTube channel. Mythology and Fiction Explained, The Jersey Devil, The History Behind New Jersey's Most Famous Cryptid. Um, and then I also went to an allcryptedfandom.com, <laughs> nice. so, which explains, again, just different cryptids and yeah. like their backstories and everything. So there were three major time periods for the Jersey Devil to be cited, before 1909, uh, and then the time it was like seen the most uh, was during January 16th through the 23rd of 1909. Like, this was like where just hundreds and hundreds of people were submitting, you know, sightings of it. Was it it the same, like, general area, or was it just, like... Yeah, kind of in that same, yeah, Jersey area, and then in post-1909. So in the early 19th century, Commodore Stephen Decatur, a naval war hero, was testing cannonballs on a firing range when he saw a creature flying across the sky. So he's like, fuck it. And he shot a cannon at it, right. and he hit it. Such a boy response. And yeah. he, he saw it fall down, and so they went out in the field to go find it, and it was gone. Completely unharmed. Yep. So that was one sighting. And then Joseph Bonaparte, former king of Spain and brother of the famous Napoleon, reported seeing the Jersey Devil in Bordentown, New Jersey, between 1816 and 1839, while he was out hunting. So, in the mid-1840s, a strange creature with a piercing scream and an odd hoof-like footprints began to kill livestock in the area around the Pine Barrens. And this is where Joseph claimed he had seen the devil. And, of course, people were like, oh, it must be real then because, you know. He saw the devil. Yeah, exactly. Between 1859 and 1894, the Jersey Devil was sighted numerous times and reportedly carried off a large number of livestock and other small animals in Haddonfield, Bridgington, Smithville, Long Branch, and Bridgentine, and Leeds Point. So, like, all these, like, little small farms and things like that. The last reported sighting before the turn of the century was reported by George Sorosi, a prominent businessman while traveling to New York, New Jersey border. On Tuesday the 18th, one of the longest sightings of the Jersey Devil was reported by Mr. and Mrs. Nelson Evans of Gloucester, or Gloucester, when they were awakened by a strange noise, and this one kind of cracks me up because I can just picture these two, like, old people. 
Upon looking out the window, Mr. Nelson witnessed what he claimed to be the Jersey Devil for 10 minutes. He just sat there, just like peeking through his window, watching it. <laughs> Mr. Evans went on to describe the creature that he saw that day. It was about three feet and a half high, so a little smaller than like a human. Um, with a head like a collie dog and a face like a horse. Okay. It had a long neck, wings about two feet long, and its back legs were like those of a crane. And it had horse's hooves. Ew. It walked on its back legs and held up two short front legs with paws on them. It didn't oh, use what? the front legs at all. Yeah. So it has hooves and paws. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what the hell? T-Rex. <laughs> um, thing. Yuck. He said it didn't use the front legs at all and while they were watching anyways. He said he and his wife were scared. Quote, my wife and I were scared, I tell you, but I managed to open the window and say, shoo. And it turned around and barked at me and then flew away. <laughs> just so nonchalant. I was like, shoo. Could that have just been a dog with fangs? I think it, I think it, you know, yeah, I think possibly so. So the week of the January 16th through the 23rd of 1909, it created mass panic in the Jersey area as hundreds of sightings and encounters were being reported during this time frame. Uh, schools and businesses were even closed. Uh, people were warned to stay inside. Um, and oh at this time, collectors offered rewards of up to $10,000 for the capture alive or dead of the Jersey gun heavy. That reminds me of when Austin had the Cobra. Oh my yes. God. Yes. <laughs> Businesses <laughs> shut down. Wild. Like there was a Twitter dedicated to the oh Cobra. Oh my God. What a, what a time to be alive. No. Yeah. So much so that, I mean, they were offering so much money for the capture of the Jersey Devil that people were like actually bringing in, like, a dead kangaroo with, like, wings and claws that they had, like, attached to it. Hell yeah. It's, like, a craft. I would. There's a Jersey Devil. Yeah, I know. I would, too. I'm not gonna lie. It's like the Fiji mermaid. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, that was just a monkey and a fish, like a catfish. Hey, they did a good job putting it together. They did. I would, I would show it. So, another story that has been told that's pretty popular is in 1927, a cab driver was on his way to Salem, and he got a flat tire, and so when he stopped to fix the flat, he said an upright standing creature landed on the roof of his cab, and the creature then shook the cab violently, Ew. and then the cab driver ran from the scene. But when he came back to return to his vehicle, he said the creature was nowhere to be seen. I love him. Yeah. We'll yeah. make him. Yeah. We'll make him causing. Yeah. And then in 1961, a couple had parked <clears throat> their car along the road in the Pine Barrens, when they heard a loud screeching noise outside. Suddenly, the roof of their car smashed in, and the screeching sound was now right coming from the top of their vehicle. Ooh. Yeah, the couple fled the scene, but later returned to witness an unknown creature flying along the tree line making the same screeching noise. And in 1966, the Jersey Devil was blamed for the death of 31 ducks, 3 yep. geese, four cats, two dogs, at a local farm, and one of the dogs was a large German shepherd found with its throat ripped out. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, in 1987, in Vinland, New Jersey, another German shepherd was found torn apart and the body apparently gnawed on. The body was located 25 feet from where the dog had been chained up. And uh, around the body, there weren't any strange... Uh, there were strange unidentifiable... Unident- Unidentified? There you go. Thank you. Tracks uh, that, yeah, no one could figure out what the creature could be. Oh, shit. Yeah. I just had a thought. What if this is like a shaved llama? I mean. (laughs) (laughs) 
dead serious. <laughs> I mean, you know, stranger things, I guess, have happened. Stranger things have happened. Okay, so the last part I want to go over are just recent sightings or recent history of the Jersey Devil. This actually came from, I watched the another History Channel episode and uh, talking about the Jersey Devil. So sighting one was by Lori Winkleman and her son, Glenn Jr., who's around 11 years old, around Wharton State Park in New Jersey. There was a big winter storm with lots of, like, really heavy snowfall. And so her and her son went out of the house to go turn off, like, their Christmas lights or whatever. And while they were both outside, they saw a creature crouched and perched on the tree right above their heads. And so she had felt her son, like, she was working on unplugging the lights, and she could just tell her son was, like, in a daze. So she looked over at him and then looked up at what he was looking at. He saw it. He was frozen. Mm-mm. So she grabs him, and they start running towards their house, and she claimed that at this time she felt like prey, like they were being hunted. Yeah. So as she was running to her house, the creature flew from the tree over to where they were running, and they were running in the door of the house, and right as they were, it, like, swooped down and, like, tried to grab them. But they were able to get into the house before it could do that. But it did land on the roof and kind of hung out around the roof um, as they had run inside. She said that when it flew down and, like, tried to capture them, she heard these this really strange noise. Like, direct quote, click, clackety, metallic, bony noises. Ew. Right? Ew. I don't like I that. Like that. Mm-mm. The next morning, footprints were found in snow on top of their roof. And I'll make sure that I'll give you guys pictures of this so we can post it on Insta and stuff. Yeah. But hunters and park recreation people cannot identify the footprints. And based on, like, the width and how far apart they were, um, they estimated whatever the creature was was anywhere from 200 to 400 pounds, which I feel is, like, a pretty big discrepancy, but whatever. I don't... Yeah, it's either half or double its weight. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They did say that it looked like it walked only on two legs. And the footprints were about five feet apart, leading them to believe that it was the size of a large bear. Yeah, that's a huge stride. Yeah. Yeah. That's like wider than my stride, and I'm Mm -hmm. 6'1". The next most recent sighting was in 1997. Fran Coppola in Smithville, New Jersey, went out to go... A dumper trash can at night, and when she went out to the dumpster, she said she just felt something staring at her. So she turned around, and like in the little dumpster area, it was kind of closed off, and she saw this big black creature standing on two feet, mm, uh, just glaring no. at her with red eyes. And she couldn't really make out any like real features, like it wasn't human like features, it was definitely like creature like. She could kind of make out like wings, yeah. Um, and so, of course, she took off running. See, why did everyone... that. That's their first initial reaction. If it's already there, I'm ready to fight you. Like, I'm ready to throw shit at you yeah. and then take off. But, like, I need to know that I... A, you're not going to chase me and, like, you're not hurt? Okay. Yeah. I need to wound you somehow, disorient you so I can take off. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that is the legend of the Jersey Devil. Uh, the legend still is. There have been no recent sightings. There are several rumors, though, that... He has died, maybe, and that there are hundreds of different reasons for his cause of death. Uh, and some people believe that he actually has a resting place that people go and visit there in the woods. So now they like him? Yeah, yeah now they like him. <laughs> okay, good. So that was the story of the Jersey Devil. I liked it. Birdie, what a, what creepy creature do you have for us? Okay, so I'm going to talk about the Jotun. 
Yeah, I yeah. like it. I think you did good. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I'm going to try. It's like Scandinavian. My sources were mostly Wikipedia and different um, formats of Wikipedia. I did not copy and paste them down on my notes, so I'll have to get them to you by the time we post this. So they'll okay. be in the show notes. Just FYI, in case you also want to do more research on it, there are lots of different Reddit posts about it. But um, very similar to my Devil's Room story. Uh, this is also a character in a small video game, so you gotta sift through a lot of shit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, so um, he is originally categorized, actually, as a Norse demigod. Um, he was born from uh, the creator Sweat and Blood, okay. and the creator is, like, what they call, I mean, obviously, their form of, like, god. Okay. Like they're all-knowing <laughs> everything started from. Um, but uh, as a demigod for... Uh, the Norse people, that puts them more in the rankings of other creatures like dwarves and trolls. So their their system is a little bit different than like how we would traditionally think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, as he fell out of popularity, he's become more of like a local folklore and cryptid. It's said that he lives in forests and uh, mountains in Norway. Um, originally, Jotun was uh, a name given to like a single person. But over the years, it's become a term for more of a cryptid, kind of like troll. Like, troll was originally a capital T troll, mm-hmm. and now trolls is just kind of a form of Blinket, creature. Yeah, right? yeah it's, it's more generic, yeah. Right. Um, so let's go into some of his characteristics. He's considered a, a nature spirit. He's considered a giant. He can shapeshift. He has superhuman strength. He's a man-eater. Okay. Yeah. Like that song? Manny. Okay. Uh, he has prolonged life. Uh, he has uh, a thirst for blood. Of course. He's real into, like, war and shit. And he's categorized as a chaos demigod. And he's not very smart. <gasps> chaos mm, demigod? Yeah. Um, and before I go into, like, his big description of what he looks like physically, uh, there is a movie on Netflix called The Ritual. And if you watch this, it also takes place in the forest of Norway. This is him. Like, yeah. I, I actually watched that movie and I was like, who is that? Like, oh, oh my God. Oh. And I started not, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I started doing research on it and I found out this is a Jotun. And so I'm going to go over what he looked like. The movie actually kind of nailed it. Yeah. As yeah. far as I'm concerned. So I highly suggest watching that. So since Jerrica, you hadn't heard of him before yeah. and you hadn't seen the movie, I'm going to describe to you what he looks oh, like. Joy. He has claws and fangs. Pretty okay. traditional. Um, he has the body of a tall, hairy deer. He has bloody bones poking out along its back, like <laughs> along its spine. Hated already. Yep. He has a small round face with no features besides glowing eyes. So it's like a black void. Ew. Yeah. Uh, on top of his face sits the shape of a bare human torso. The head of the horse, the torso appears to be severed. Instead of hands, the torso has bloody antlers. Oh. And additionally, long arms protruding out where the legs would be. So mm. it has like two s- sets of arms. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, the male Jotun has sharp tusks. And occasionally, the torso on top of the Jotun is said to be inverted. And so instead of sitting right way up, it's sitting <gasps> reversed. Oh. And I actually have a picture of that. So this is a traditional Jotun. Ew! Oh, my God, the face. The face. Isn't that creepy? Oh. I find it actually more scary when monsters have, like, no face. Because your brain's trying to process it. Yeah. And this is it with the upside-down torso, which <gasps> I actually find more disturbing. Oh, no. Look at those creepy 
creepy arms. Uh, yeah. Those little tusks, too, are gross. Yeah. The, the whole thing is, like, very disturbing. So what does a Jotun do? Well, Jotuns like to wait in isolated areas in the mountains or the forest for lost travelers. They, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you're in a group, it'll kind of, like, pick you off slowly. Like, lure you away? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And in particular, again, they like lost people. They like desperation, right? Um, so they'll usually appear as like a friendly human or a traveler or a guide because they can shapeshift. Sometimes they'll even shapeshift into like a tree. There's one that I read where he shapeshifted into a hut, and then when the person came in, he ate them. Oh, what? Yeah, fuck. I know. Damn, you know, fun okay. stuff. They'll slowly like when they capture a person, they'll like string their intestines out and then eat them alive. Again, uh, I don't see a mouth. I feel like that's messy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hello, he's dripping in blood. That's true. They like true. stick them up in the tree and kind of like a spider, like oh. pull everything out. Yeah. Again, he likes blood. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Jotun are uh, location bound, which means like if you go into their mountain range, they're bound by their mountain range. If you go into their forest, they're bound by that forest. So if you make it to the edge, you're okay. Um, I also read that usually uh, their location is etched out by water, which is another, like, weird magical thing. Like, yeah. water is very... Threshold. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a threshold. It kind of carries away spells and stuff like that. So if you can run and you make it past a river or a stream or outside of the forest or mountain range, usually they can't get you. Hmm. But I don't know if I'd, like test that yeah. theory. So it's our goal to just, like, if they if they see you, I mean, ultimately, you're a food source. Right. They don't, like, capture you and, like, keep you for fun. They no, because, again, they're not very bright. Yeah. Like, I think, I think they just, like, want food. I mean, I will say the hut thing was pretty... Smart. Smart. Yeah. So maybe that's they more, can like, learn. that's like, predator-prey type of thing. Yeah. And, so. again, they were a demigod. Yeah. They um, were at one point... They were praised, like, at one point. They were worshipped. There's another thing you can do to escape the Johan. You can actually pledge to bring someone younger than you to the forest for the Jotun to eat. Okay. Um, it always has to be somebody younger. Doesn't matter how much younger. It could be a day. could be, like, a baby. But apparently, the, the theory is, is that they kind of feed off the youth. Mm-hmm. So the younger, the better. That might be, like, their immortal thing. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so you can you can promise to bring somebody back. However, if you do this, it's like a like a soul bond with the Jotun. Oh, um, yeah, mm. you can't sleep, you can't eat until you actually bring this younger person. Like you can't lie to the guy. Yeah. Um, and Look. from like that point on, you kind of live like a half life because you're marked by him. You're one of his followers, and that could be another kind of goal is you know to kind of like spread out his different people to yeah his following yeah, yeah exactly um he can call to you and you'll have to return to him he can call to you later and make you bring back more people oh i was about to say like is it cut off after you bring him a person i guess not probably i it so the deal is is that you're alive that's it also if he eats <laughs> that person and you're still there and you're by yourself and you're in the circumstance where he's like luring i don't see why he couldn't go back for right you. I, I don't see why either. Contract. He don't give right. a fuck. 
Nah, he doesn't. So, I, I honestly would just take that L and probably just <laughs> yeah. die. Like, I'm not much of a runner. I would try to find a stream, but, I mean, let's be honest here. He's literally got a backwards torso. Like, sorry, I'm going to go ahead and just bow out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it gets to be good. I'm, I'm not going to, like, live that fucking half-life and bring yeah, babies like every few years. No. Gross. You just ask that you can be quick. Right. Yeah. Um, so, it said that Jotun uh, considers his followers, like, his pets. Sick. Which is kind of creepy to think, because it makes me think of, like, the spiders that keep little pet frogs, Aww. you know, to protect their eggs. I don't know why, but that's what ma- made me think of it. And he can call them back frequently to bring more presents and sacrifices, build him altars, things like that. Jotuns are pretty similar to the Algonquin uh, folklore here in America of the Wendigo. Um, but unlike the Wendigo, they were never men, um, b- because I believe theirs is, like, it was a man that turned cannibal, and then that was so evil, that act of, like, eating another person was so evil, it, like, physically transforms them. Hmm. But there, I think, are other folklore out there yeah. on the origins of Wendigo. I don't no. know anything about the Wendigo. Yeah. I've heard of it, for sure. Yeah, not him. This is what he's always been. Um, and he just hides out, and he waits for people. So, uh, again, his popularity has kind of had a resurgence this year, thanks to the ritual, and that being suggested all over TikTok. So I highly suggest y'all go check that out, too. And that's the story of the cryptid of the Jotun. Oh, wow. he's gross. Yeah, yeah, I love him. He might be one of the creepiest cryptids I've heard about. That's why the backwards oh, torso yeah. and the bleeding is just and the bones sticking out awful. of his spine. Yeah, and they're exactly. all bloody and gross and like, and he's really, really tall. Like he's like fifteen feet tall on his four legs, but he can stand up. Yeah, yeah. And and the fact that he has like a face that's. Like, it's like a black, like, little... Yeah. Yeah, and, like, he has, like, these little arms, like, that feed in. I don't know what the fuck these things are hanging down. What is Jowls, that? I guess. And it almost looks like he, like, kills somebody and just stuck them on him. Ew, yeah. Yeah, that really is what it Kind of like, like a hermit crab, you know, <laughs> how they'll, like, hide themselves. Ugh! <laughs> anyway, sweet dreams, like guys. It. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> Jersey Devil is cute. <laughs> okay, so Jerrica, I would like to know about your cryptid, please. Yeah. All right. Well, I did not do a cryptid because there are so many and I couldn't figure out which one to choose. We can always, I figured we can always like do more cryptids. Oh, oh there's, there's so, so many. many. And I told you I wanted to do something with sirens and there's this, um, this story I heard on Haunted Places, which if you haven't heard or listened to Haunted Places, it's a podcast network um, show and it is so fucking good. But there's a story I heard on there about sirens, and I really want to, like, find research on that. I really want to do an episode where it's, like, creepy shit in the water. Oh, yeah. hmm Okay. Yes. yes. Okay, so I actually did, instead of a cryptid, I did the science behind why we see monsters. Um, so sources that I used are the psychologist via the British Psychological Society um, on the website, and then the podcast Point of Inquiry episode, The Psychology of Cryptozoologist, with guest Donald Pruthrow. Um, and there's a couple of links in here that I'm going to show you guys, but when I guess when we post it, we can put them in the show notes or something um, that people want to do these little like um, optical illusion type things. Yeah, that'll okay. be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, monster imagery, conditioning, and perception. So, as a child, you encounter fear of monsters in the spaces of the unknown. You know, the boogeyman, monsters in your closet or under your bed. But as we get older, what do these monsters look like to us, right? So monsters are an ever-present part of our society. Stories, it's in TV shows, movies, books, online media. 
um, there's always some sort of something looming in the darkness um, of the unknown to, like, come and get us. Um, we add to those fears and anxieties by stretching the imagination. Imagine that. Hmm. Um, <laughs> example that was given in this article that I read um, was Godzilla. So in 2019, uh, depictions of the monster was put at 150 meters, so it's approximately 40% of the New York Empire State Building compared to the 1954 image of the same monster being around only 50 meters. So, like, we made it bigger and scarier and, yeah. you know, more, like, uglier and things like that. Um, obviously, because hashtag anxiety. Right. We just, like, oh, that would be so scary. Like, we do it all the time, you know. What would be worse if I saw this, you Right. Know? We keep topping ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Making it even worse when we're in this situation, we're like, oh, fuck. Um, so the bigger the perceived threat, the bigger, badder, uglier, more unbelievable the monsters we create. Research suggests that we may be wired to see monsters. One of the quotes that I um, took was, researchers at the University of Queensland found that pairs of faces flashed at around four to five seconds caused the observer to see faces morph into grotesque images. So um, this is known as the flashed face effect. And I'm actually going to show you guys a little clip um, of this weird thing that tests this theory. Um, Basically... If someone has a large forehead, it gets larger as, you know, these images are flashed. And again, it's your brain filling in these um, blank spaces. Small chin gets smaller, so everything's exaggerated one way or the other. Hmm. Cool. So I'm going to show you and that. We, and we can, like, post this link, right? For yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, awesome. Um, and they're, yeah, they're little, like, short little YouTube clips that explain kind of what's going on, and then they mm-hmm. you're just watching them as it happens. You're like, oh, yeah, I do see that. Okay, so you're going to show us this clip? Yeah, so this is um, the flash face effect, and so it shows you pictures on the... Um, it shows you pictures of celebrities, and those celebrities, as you look at the little plus Fun. sign in the middle, that's what you're focusing on, and then the pictures on the side will uh, Merge. go away, yeah. Okay, okay cool. I'm going to press yeah, play. Let's do this. Tom Cruise. Liv Taylor. Tyler? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. Mm-hmm. So they look like know, oh, they all look like aliens, kind of. Yeah. As you notice, like you people with like you know maybe like it said eyes close together look like they're really small, like sunken into their head. Yeah, <gasps> they that start so looking crazy. like um, caricatures. Yeah, that is so weird. And it's funny because especially now in this day and age where there's filters that do the <laughs> same thing, you know, to us. It's yeah. funny that that's what. We oh see. my god, I love the ones where it makes their mouths seem really big or their nose is really yeah. long like Nicolas Cage's nose looked like it was like half of his I hope we Kevin see Bacon this and we insane. remember these people and then like if we ever happen to meet them ever in real life we're like ah yeah. you don't look like this anymore yeah <laughs> okay so our visual system tries to encode one face relative to the other but two at the same time creates a distortion in the sensory data in your brain and in turn that's why it exaggerates those features so here's another um, optical illusion type thing. Um, this is kind of covering those blind spots that your brain tries to fill in. So here's this really weird, odd fucking motherfucker guy. Yes. And he goes over. He looks like a fucking cryptid. Right? <laughs> he's serious fuck. Okay, so same thing. As you're looking at this guy, he's going to tell you to do different things. Um, you're staring at the X. Oh, okay. And... You, you look at him, he'll, um, he wants you to cover one of your eyes and then stare at that same spot and he'll move. And as you focus on that, his head will disappear. Hmm. And as you're focusing on it, he'll even move this little... Oh, that's weird. Oh, I totally not. He'll move this little bar to show you that, like, he's moving, but even when there's an object where his head should be, you're, there's not a head there. Your brain just kind of 
doesn't put it there. It's really strange. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what that face meant? I wonder what would happen if you had two twins pictures. Yeah. Oh. Or just the picture of the same person. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So the blind spots in our eyes add to the odd imagery that you see and making you believe that heads are missing from the body in this um, example. So brain misfiring and structures. Faces in particular are pretty tricky for our brains. We're prone to seeing faces even if they're not there. This is known as pareidolia. And basically it says that a false perception of an image due to having a heightened sensitivity to perceiving patterns and otherwise random sensory information. So your brain's always looking to make sense of everything, even if it doesn't make sense. Um, you kind of fill in things and, you know, same thing. And that could go into like false memories and all yeah. of those things, you know. I had um, a... Sorry. No, no, you're um, I had a psychology professor talking about how a friend of hers kind of thought she was going insane because she kept seeing, like, weird flash images. Yeah. And one time she was watching TV with her husband, and there was a golden retriever sitting at the foot of their television. And they didn't have a golden retriever. And she went to the doctor and found out there was a hole in her iris. Oh, and her shit. brain was just picking random pictures of things and filling in that hole to complete the picture. <gasps> oh, but she kind of thought that, like, there was a ghost or, like, some something yeah. was up. Holy shit. I wonder, too, if there's ever, like, you know, a part of the brain that has, like, a discrepancy. And it's, like you were saying, like, that it had a hole in her eye. Right, because your brain wants to make sense. Correct. And so it's just kind of adjusting to even with this, you know, defect in it. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Um, it is believed to be necessary to our survival. And for this reason, it is designed to activate on very little data. We can't talk about the eyes and brain without also addressing particular brain structures that also contribute to our experience. Um, Of course, this is the amygdala. The amygdala is responsible for the common fight or flight response, um, which is like, mine's always like, clearly I was just talking about wanting to fight this motherfucker. I'm I'm not a runner. (laughs) No. I would die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is vital in processing fearful or threatening stimuli and triggering fear and anger or the detection of a threat and activation of fear-related behaviors in response to threatening or dangerous stimuli. So how does this relate to monsters? When you take in visual information combined with the pareidolia tendency, the amygdala, the amygdala responds, triggering a feeling of, like, uneasiness and anxiety and panic. This actually is, like, built to, like, keep us alive. And, right. You know, you're, that like, assessing sense. the yeah. damage. And so um, when you're not picking up on those cues, I mean, or you're ignoring them, then it kind of... Put you in, I guess, more danger. Trust your gut. Yeah, seriously. Okay, um, so when that information we take in or face is perceived to look distorted or not quite right, that response is then more intense in experience. This response is also heightened by our brains than associating the threat with other, like, not quite right things. So we have this whole stockpile of things. We see something we're not really sure. We hear something we're not really sure. Then you start kind of trying to associate it with all of these other things that right. you already know. Like bunny versus lion. Right, right. And so it's, a, it's like, not quite right or unusual things. We begin to see cryptids, like, aliens or ghouls and skulls and all these scarier, more, like, um out-of-place things. And probably more in areas, too, that we're not very familiar with. Like, for example, the woods. Again, the unknown, the unsafe. It's like that perceived threat thing. So it's all kind of just tying into each other. So size perception. Our visual processing of size perception is often vulnerable to inaccuracies as well um, due to the relationship with fear responding. So, for example, in 2009, an article by Paxton Reference that the report, the reported distance in the majority of sightings of an apparently unknown large marine animals or sea monsters by witnesses on a boat or in the water were at a close range of less than 200 meters. 
Another study mentioned was asking arachnophobics to describe a spider, and then the bigger the fear of that of spiders, obviously, um, the larger the spider became, the uglier, scarier, all of those things. So you're like, oh, you're like, oh, it was like this big, it was huge, and then it was like maybe like two inches big or something. You know? Yeah, um, I can relate. <laughs> um, so they did a study. Um, they asked, like I said, they asked arachnophobics to describe a spider, the bigger the fear, the larger the spider became. Or they, when they asked children to draw witches after Halloween, the images became larger as compared to before Halloween. They did recognize that um, this could be due to, like, more excitement than fear, but it still shows that perception is skewed by the relationship with emotions and it is associated with or by how our brains um, gestalt tendency to fill in the gaps. Because of its proximity, you'd think the identification of these features when I was talking about, like, finding, seeing things in the water, you'd think that because you're closer, you'd be able to, you know, correctly identify it or label it. But perspective changes, um, as we know, too, based on where you are when you're viewing this. So if you're, you wouldn't be able to accurately describe it if just depending on where your body position is in relationship to it. So you couldn't really tell, like, the contouring or the size or the edges of how big it is to kind of give an accurate description of um, how big it is. Um, so your brain will naturally try to fill in those gaps, thus creating the cognitive error. The brain wants sensory stimulation, new thoughts from, you know, we see things in the media, entertainment we consume. But with the overwhelming content, this creates a buffet versus a meal. Our brains are designed to be inward looking. Therefore, things you may have consumed prior after like a catalog of things to choose from and your brain's like oh it's probably this but it looks more like this so it's probably again like with these combination mashups of creatures like with the jersey devil with like the reptilian tail and then the bat wings and then the horse head and the hooves and just so many different ways of describing people kind of categorize it as again whatever maybe their fear could be playing into that or something that they adrenaline even something or if like oh I remember seeing like a really big lizard in this area like and then now this creature that I see and I don't know what it is is now a combination of something that looks like a reptile like it was word of mouth like if you had heard a local legend and then you're like sleeping in the forest you wake up and you kind of see something your brain could fill that in for you yep and then you're the next day witness (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Venus Mm -hmm. okay child development Children undergo the shift from concrete to abstract thinking. Um, Fantasy versus reality appreciation, um, verbatim versus just understanding and underlying how memories are recalled or creating like pseudo memories and reality versus um, pretense distinctions. So, and young children appear to have more capabilities and understand a considerable amount about what's real and what isn't. Rather than being about acquiring new abilities, many of these cognitive structures that they have develop to support monster perception. It seems like are already there. So we're kind of, again, like you're built in, your parents are like, oh, you know, you're scared of this thing and you're kind of trying to explain it. Um, Because again, you don't really have a basis yet. You don't have, you know, a catalog of things. You're just kind of explaining what you see or what you feel or what you think is going to happen. And then parents are like, oh no, those don't exist. You know, so they're just kind of, you know, playing it down. But I mean, it's very real to this kid who's like freaking out about a monster. Right. Okay, so an example study that they talked about, they had three-year-olds are shown a, pictures, a series of pictures. All of them are caterpillars except one, which is a snake. Then the time that it takes to identify the snake is faster than if the pictures are largely of snakes and they're asked to identify just a caterpillar. Um, so this is because, obviously, the thing that's bigger and scarier and, like, perceived, like, you know, you are labeled as, like, snakes are dangerous or they could bite you, they could, you know, kill you with their venom. So it's faster to identify the snake versus, like, trying to label the 
caterpillars. Similar experiments additionally show that identifying um, these things are faster when snakes are depicted ready to attack as opposed to being depicted at rest. And again, it's that fear response tying it. So when it's compiled with emotions, um, especially strong emotions, um, this, uh, it just gives an example of that. I need to get out of here. Yes. So that fear response for snakes and spiders compared to like mushrooms extends all the way into adulthood. So it talks about like if you're something that could easily kill you if you consume something, but like I would label a snake or, you know, Something dangerous, like a creature, yeah. is more threatening to me than, like, something that if I don't eat it, I'm, I'm good or don't touch it. Or, you know what I mean? Our brains are wired to see features. For example, long teeth or fangs, claws, and squirminess it is, in fact, the case that people can be taught to associate an electric shock and the fear it promotes equally with the pictures of snakes and spiders or pictures of flowers and mushrooms. But the effect lasts much longer with the snakes and spiders because, again, they're naturally more threatening. So they, like, would show pictures and things and, like, Try to create that response, like, you're supposed to be afraid of this. You're supposed to be, um, uh, this is something, because, again, that's why they coupled it with shocking. So if they showed you the pictures of, you know, the um, the things that are not threatening and trying to create that same response, it's not the same because your brain's hardwired to already be afraid of snakes and spiders as these monsters or these creatures. So in evolutionary terms, we therefore have the ability built in to identify a whole range of dangers in our surroundings and apply them to novel situations. But just as these features are characteristics of snakes and other wild beasts, they are also characteristics of monsters. So basically, we kind of do this to ourselves and we consume things and it's just human nature to kind of want to make it bigger, badder, scarier, you know, more into... You see movies now that are just like, you know, the if they have the scary monsters, they got like snot and like things that's dripping yeah. out, you know, they got like the scary claws and they're huge and... It's no longer like a blob that can kind right. of suck and you up. Like, ah. yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. our movies in comparison, like even our Godzilla's in comparison to like previous movies, yeah. which, I mean, obviously special effects and things like that have come a long way, but he definitely looks like way more badass and he's larger by far. Well, like, then it, we like think that we're, you know, bigger, badder. And so that, they, you know, they have the guns and the technology and they have these experts that know this and like they're going to help see us through. But then you're like, you're in their environment. You're fucked. Like, right. So we kind of, again, we kind of do it to ourselves. So I don't know. I believe the young. Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. I'm 100% and all in for like cryptid and stuff. But it's interesting to see how that ties into with like, especially Psychology. like eyewitness accounts yeah. and like things like that. And how um, the, the, you know, the characteristics kind of change from one person to another. Like yeah. the Jersey devil had a horse head. Right. And then also had a dog's head. Right. Then, pause. Or yeah. if it's like, again, if, when there are all those sightings in that week you were talking about where there was so many concentrated, I wonder too if like people are Howard already have it in their mind because they've heard it on the news and then right. you hear something like, oh no, it's the Jersey Devil. And then you maybe hear something or something flies by that is not a creature, it's just like some animal out there. Um, then you're like, oh no, it's the Jersey Devil. So, I mean, who knows? There's probably going to be a combination of all of it. I'm yeah. sure there is these cryptids kind of hanging out, but maybe they're long gone or that, like you said, like they hibernate for a while and then come yeah. out right and they're ready to fuck shit up yeah. <laughs> cool yeah, and that's the story of why we see monsters all right so we hope you've stayed with us this far and we hope you enjoyed our cryptids uh now we're just gonna swing on into our palette cleanser and birdie has put together a palette cleanser for us you want to explain what it is yeah so we're gonna do a who said it um ser- a serial killer these are famous quotes a serial killer or christian gray from 50 shades of gray <laughs> So, okay. Um, I have, I think, about a dozen of these to run through, and I'll give you the answers in real time. Okay, speak. Okay, so the first one is, 
I have blocked out the past. I wouldn't trade the person I am or what I've done or the people I know for anything. Is that Christian Grey or a serial killer? Should, can we say these out loud? Sure. Serial killer. Yeah, I put killer as well. Yeah, it was Ted Bundy. Oh, okay. Oh, fucking course. Good one. I would not change what I did. You're I know. Asshole. Yeah, of course he wouldn't. So did, and people think he was so smart and good looking. I'm sorry. I don't think he was either of those. No. Guys. He wasn't charming. Well, he was maybe the only for one like the comes. 70s because I did like read a thing about him that like from uh, in the 70s. He whatever. had a strong jaw. That was it. Well, yeah. I mean, you know. I guess it was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Sorry. I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact no more than a poet can help the inspiration to sing. Ew. Okay. Christian Gray. Christian, yeah. H.H. H. Holmes. Oh. The murder man. Really? Yeah. That was, okay. Kind of beautiful, right? Right? Like, I was not even so eloquent. British. British. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Take your worst nightmares and put my face on them. Killer. Uh, Chris. Christian. Chris. I like how you're on Chris. first name basis. <laughs> you are. Um, that's Tommy Linzels. Linzels? I don't, I don't oh, really wait, know wait. that one very oh, much. Oh, so that was a serial killer. Yeah, that was a serial oh, killer. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Okay. Alaska is very cold and there is no place to run. I would find you. Uh, serial killer? Yeah, I think it's serial killer. Christian Grey. What? Yes. What am I so bad at? This? I was like instantly thinking of like Israel Keys. I'm yes. Like, That's what I was thinking of too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, this world is nothing but evil, and my own evil just happened to come out. Okay, serial killer. I think. Mm. Yeah, Christian. I think Christian. You think Christian? Eileen Warnos. Oh, wow. okay. A lady. Oh, fucked up. Had to throw in a what lady. A fucked up story. I know. Yeah. I actually find think that she was a victim absolutely circumstance so many things failed her yeah um there's not a mark on her the thought is unsettling christian christian 100 christian gray gross yeah so gross because of his fuck um i may have to torture it out uh, christian gray christian like, gray ding, ding, ding. Oh, is it really yes what? it is i was like israel keys <laughs> israel keys again what if like they're the same person they i mean you know what yeah I have become my own island state, a ravaged, worn-torn land where nothing grows and the horizons are bleak. Okay, killer. first of all, again, yeah, yeah, a serial poetic. killer, but like, who, who? A dumb one, a self-centered one. Yeah, y'all are wrong. Is Christian Grey? Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. We're not in Wonderland anymore, Alice. Serial killer. Killer. Yeah, Charles Manson. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. What the hell is consent anyway? Who cares about stuff like that? Okay, that has Christian. to be Christian Grey. 100%. Yeah. Fools. Ugh, God, so problematic. Ugh, uh, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, it's, it's okay. disgusting. I am a monster. Christian. Yeah, Christian. David Berkowitz. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have always desired to inflict pain on others and have others inflict pain on me. Christian? No, definitely not Christian. He's a dumb. They're all dumb. Well, he, he wasn't. Well, at first he wasn't. I think it's a killer. I think Christian. Okay, Albert Fish, serial oh. killer. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. He, he, he did like I don't think Christian would give up that control. Yeah, he did. 
I, I mean, he got burned a lot, right? That was yeah. his whole backstory. Is well, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he wouldn't give up because now he's like, that's why he's like the CEO and he's got all the money and the power. And yeah, so, like, he's, he's not going to let them so walk all over him. Type A, it's ridiculous. So, when I first he's watched that movie, I may have talked about this before. Or no, when I first, so my friend at work was like, girl, you got to listen to these audiobooks. Like, these are <laughs> on fire. And I was doing data entry, so I was like, whatever. So she sent me all the Fifty Shades of Grey. And all I had heard about them were they were based off of Twilight. They were Twilight fan fiction. So I got halfway through listening to the first book, and I'm like, fucking A, when's he going to come out and say he's a goddamn vampire? And I was like, maybe the twist is he's a serial killer, and that's... No. Nope. Nope, he's just... He's just a fucked up he just, yeah. he just, like... Not even, like, BDSM. He just, like, basically torture sex. Yeah. Oh, so, right. yeah, I was really disappointed in the fact that, like, she didn't figure out he was a vampire. Um, so I got six of them right. And I got Good job. 50%. Vitty, vitty. C's get degrees. That's all right. Yeah. Oh my God. Good job, lady. worst towards the bottom. Yeah. It's <laughs> on a streak. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you. Make sure to check out our social media and... We're at violet underscore delights underscore pod on Instagram and the same handle for our TikTok account, which I'm trying to build up. So please follow and like us. We get a TikTok, y'all. Yeah. We're so yeah. hip. Cool. So <laughs> hip. So we're cool. in our 30s. So. We're in our 30s. Yeah. That's what that is. All right. We're going to go get We're going to go get tattoos. Yes. Okay. So we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, look into more at our website at www.violentdelightspodcast.com. Email us at spooky at violentdelightspodcast.com or check out our Instagram, violent underscore delights underscore pod.